Hello and welcome to the Teach Strong Talks podcast. My name's Sam. I'm a primary school teacher on a mission to help school staff discover truly effective approaches to well-being. This podcast is all about tapping into the knowledge and experience of real experts who can break down the research and the tools that we can apply to our everyday lives to feel happier and healthier. And today on the show, we have Dan Edwards. Dan is a leader who's passionate about organisations, culture and creativity, as well as the host of Saturday Ed Chat, a 30-minute coffee and conversation about education that happens every Saturday morning on Twitter. And like many of my guests recently, there's so much I could chat to Dan about. But this is this episode, excuse me, is all about the power of running. Now, when I reached out to people on Twitter asking who'd be up for coming on the show to talk about approaches to well-being, Dan replied that he'd be keen to join me to chat about his experiences with running. And so, as well as talking about Dan's role in education, we're going to focus on the difference running has made to his mental health. All with the idea that maybe this will inspire you to keep up a newly discovered passion for running, or maybe you've been thinking about taking up running and Dan can help encourage you to get started. Okay, enjoy the episode. Hello, Dan, and welcome to the Teach Strong Talks podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, very excited to be here and have a chat. It's great. Brilliant. Thank you so much for for offering your time on this Saturday afternoon to come and chat with me about running. Um, But before we get into that, perhaps you could um, tell us a little bit more about your current role. You know, we've connected on social media quite recently, haven't we? And, And I can see how passionate you are about leadership. But for those people that perhaps haven't connected with you on social media yet and are listening for the first time, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do and, and some of your passions around leadership and organisations and culture? I'd be delighted. Um, so, yeah, my, I'm a head teacher of, I would say now, just coming up to four and a half years. Um, my school, Woodstock Primary Academy, is part of the Learning Without Limits Academy Trust, which is based in, in Leicester and across, across various parts of the city. And I think I would I would really describe the last four years as a real journey. I think, um, like any, when you take take the custodian, become custody of the keys of any school, um, you know, you start in one place and you hopefully move the school and, and people with you to a, a better place. So the last four years, I think a good proportion of that has been remotely, lockdown, COVID and all of those. Um, it's, it, it's probably been the most exciting four years of of my professional life and also just think my life in general so it's been a it's been a real challenge it's been moments which have been you know spiritually uplifting and then spirit crushing in the next <laughs> breath uh so yeah that's 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 my current role and prior to that i i've worked in primary the primary sector for maybe four or five years and even prior to that I was I trained as a secondary school teacher so I I jumped from one key stage to another or uh you know just transition from one type of classroom to the next and uh yeah it it's it seems like I've you know not been teaching forever um which is always good <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but no it's been a, it's been a really enjoyable four years at my current school and um yeah, I think I think I feel at the moment. I feel that you know, and I probably hopefully share this with other leaders that, with obviously the changes to COVID and and those kinds of things over the last couple of of weeks, that we're probably moving to something of a normality. COVID's not gone away. We know it's very much in the in the in the world, and obviously now coupled with lots of other terrible things that are going on, um, it feels that we're. Yeah, we're, we're coming to a point where we have to, we're, we're coming back to sort of sense of normality in schools. Um, exemplified by Friday, we had our first assembly with parents back in after two years, which was just absolutely delightful. And the, yeah. and the children gave a spontaneous round of applause when we said the parents are back. And it was just, yeah, very emotional, very emotional. Aww. And I think more, more times than, you know, in any time, it's always nice to have a community around you. But I think, you know, with what we've gone through over the last two years and what we're currently seeing in the world, that sense of community is something of uh, great importance to all of us, I think, at the moment in time. 
Absolutely. I think that's one of the, the big lessons of the last few years, isn't it? Just how important our connection and our relationships with others, and that's friends, family, colleagues, just the wider community, yeah. just how important that is. Um, but what a nice moment on Friday. Isn't it strange yeah, it great. how um, these these things that were normal three years ago now, when you, you bring really them back. emotional. It just felt, yeah. it, you know, just seeing the parents file into the hall and the children, obviously some of the children never had an assembly before you know, together yeah. as a collective group of pupils, <clears throat> excuse me. So it was really quite powerful. And I think the teachers as well and the staff felt that actually it was the missing piece of the jigsaw that we'd been waiting for. Um, yeah. Because it always has been for us, uh, and probably like most schools, a Friday, after, Friday morning assembly is the, the bedrock mm-hmm. of the week, the cornerstone of that bit of celebration and school culture, really. Yeah. No, absolutely. Oh, yes. Well, like you said, it's great that we are we are getting back towards that that normality and yeah, getting yeah, the parents in is so important, isn't it, to get them in and, and get them involved. Oh, that's lovely to hear. Right. So, um, well, being a being a principal, you are a very busy man, aren't you? And and like many educators, not just in leadership, but in in whatever role in a school, so many of us working in a school are very very busy. Um, but for you, there's one activity in particular, isn't there, that you make time for, for your for your mental and physical health, and that's running. Um, yep. So, and, and that's what this whole episode is about. I want to hear from a uh, uh, someone who is is busy working in a school, and but still is finding time for something that they know is is powerful for them and effective for them in improving their well-being. So if we're going to centre it around running, perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about your your running journey. You know, when did you start running and why did you start running? Yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a pleasure. I mean, there's a subtle irony to all of this podcast that, that I'm actually, um, I've injured my left right knee at the moment. So I've not <laughs> oh, no. run for about 10 days. Um, well, I'm planning to get back out on Monday, so I, I have everything crossed that uh, I can get the usual mileage in. Um, but no, I, I started running probably like most people um, with a want to just get fitter. Um, you know, I was I wasn't particularly sporty in my early twenties, nor was I really sporty coming into my thirties. But I felt for me, you know, you get to a point in your life where you just, you know, you do need to reevaluate how you kind of how the body works you know there's so many calories a body can take without it kind of finding somewhere to hide uh and the calories had found something very easy to hide and it was very obvious that they were hiding um so for me it was an opportunity to uh really evaluate and and what had happened was i'd i'd left secondary education and i'd done a lot of i did spent two years working <clears throat> freelance and you know that kind of not having a particularly um, usual routine was one of those things what I just had to kind of get back into. So I was lucky enough to have a whole summer before I started my primary new world in primary, as it were, hmm. where really I had the, the the luxury, and I would say the real luxury of time and a summer holiday to which I didn't have any planning to do or any preparation, and it, it was it was great because. I was going to be new to the school. So I was doing, a, you know, the usual bit of homework, but I started like most with a couch to 5k mm-hmm. app and, and followed that really kind of religiously to the point in which, you know, I would, I would be making sure that I was doing exactly what it said because it was, it was about losing weight and it was also about getting fitter at the same time. So it didn't take too long for kind of a real correlation between running and losing weight was was very effective and actually for me it was Mm. you know beneficial so I started running and when I felt I had enough confidence I joined a local running club um, which was just brilliant because it allowed me to you know share that passion because I think runners are we're a bit of a breed where we all we do is talk about running and what we do when we talk about running is we talk about running um, and, you know, it's all about, you know, all of those kind of things, the different routes, but it was lovely to mix with a group of like-minded people who, who bizarrely enough, after building a bit of relationships with them running, you found that actually everybody was there for the same reason. And that was either to mm-hmm. improve their physical health or indeed their mental health. 
Um, and everybody was very open and honest about how they couldn't be without running and how running was kind of, a, you know, the bedrock of their week or their evening and how, you know, those moments, again, you know, talking a bit about community, you had a group of people who were very, very dedicated to probably one of the most simplest sports ever. Yeah. And that's just, you know, putting one foot in front of the other quicker than if you were walking. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was just great. And then from there, I, you know, we took part, you know, as you join a running club, you take part in kind of regional kind of leagues and little races and bits and pieces like that. So we'd compete, you know, as a group of, um, you know, runners in a, in a running league in Leicester, Leicestershire running leagues. And that soon transferred into uh, a marathon. And then that soon transferred into eight marathons. And then that soon transferred into ultra marathons. And then there was oh, a point wow. where I, you know, uh, you know, after running for twenty four hours and achieved hundred k, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of, I obviously kind of like this, uh, and it's important to me. So yeah, I, I kind of went into that, um, and and had a, you know, a, a two thousand fifteen is always always uh, remarked as the golden year of, of running for me. Uh, it was when I achieved my best marathon time um, and my best ten k time. So it was two thousand fifteen. Um, and from then on, there's been a steady decline in times and pace. <laughs> However, the um, inevitable. <laughs> yeah, the inevitable. However, what has replaced those kinds of um, rather mediocre accolades are the fact that I just enjoy running for, yeah. for for what it is, and that is really about spending some time with a good friend or on my own you know, listening to the music that I want to or listening to the podcast or the audio book or just observing a moment of just sheer silence. Um, that's what it's about for me. So, yeah, it was, it was you know, you be, I became hungry for those times, as you all do. You become a bit of a slave to yeah. the personal best. Um, but now my running is very much about the social side of things and it's not how quick you are or how far you go it is just that that moment and I'm, I'm very lucky to to live you know in not particularly a, a built-up area so I'm quite close to countrysides and fields and, and 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 when you work you know in a very urbanized environment and you're working you know within the inner cities it's nice to have that breathing space so yeah, yeah. running for me is uh, has has been quite a journey but it's something that I'd be lost without and even now after 10 days of kind of moaning and moping because i've not been out the house to run you you realize that crikey i would i'd be really lost without it yeah yeah oh wow i, d I didn't quite realize what a, a journey it had been and so you've run ultra marathons yeah wow. that's not anything that's, yeah it's good uh well i mean how, how far is no. the longest that you've done well, there, there is a very popular event in, in Leicestershire and it's called the Equinox Challenge. And anybody who's aware of uh, various stately homes around Leicestershire, there's a place called Beaver Castle, which is the home of the Duke and Duchess of Rutland, I believe, quote, unquote, maybe that might be wrong. Um, and it's basically a 24-hour race in which you start at 12 o'clock uh, on the Saturday morning, uh, Saturday lunchtime, and you end at 12 o'clock on a Sunday. And really it's a battle of against yourself and it's how many 10 K laps you do. So there you sadly, sadly there's nothing for anything less than, uh, 10 laps, which is about, yeah, hundred K. And then you go on from there. So if you, you manage to do hundred K, you get a little bronze pin badge, anything above that. It's just a, you know, a very well-meaning pat on the back, but everything, everything after that is you get a, you know, a little badge, and, you know, I, I was lucky to, to go with a group of individuals who were so you can, you, you can do it as a team or as a solo. Um, right, yeah. so we, we, we've done it as solos before. So we all kind of, it, it's quite, quite an event. And, um, if the weather's nice, it's beautiful. If the weather's dreadful, it's something of a <laughs> the worst nightmare. thing ever. <laughs> it's the worst yeah. thing you could ever plan to do over 24 hours. Um, and you've paid money to do it, I guess. As well, yeah, and, and a considerable <laughs> amount of money as well, which is always, yeah. always nice at four o'clock in the morning, where you're really questioning 
life and life decisions <laughs> whether this is really actually doing me anything other than just making me feel very very sad um, <laughs> so yeah we the the ultramarathons have, have been quite a good thing and i haven't done one for a while but um never say never again no definitely not well i think it's incredible and like you said uh, you know you, you can be in a world of pain in the middle of some of these events but that feeling that when you finish, I imagine that when you finish that event and, and others, a marathon, a half marathon, even a 5K, the first time you finish a 5K, it's an yeah, incredible yeah. feeling, isn't it's, it? It's, it's that, but, and, and again, it's, it's where you, if you don't set your expectations far too high um, yeah. in the first instance and just go out and just enjoy it really more than anything. Yeah. And, and I think with ultramarathons, there is that really nice opportunity that it isn't about a clock. It, it's actually no. just about completing it. And just you yeah. against that distance. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's a huge, it's a, a huge element. You know, I um, back in October I did my second marathon, but I, I wanted to do it barefoot. So I've I've done a couple of wow. barefoot half marathons. Yeah, but I decided I wanted wow. to do a marathon barefoot, and and so I completed it. But but like you said, I my only goal was to get round um, and just finished the marathon. I didn't care about a time at all. And there is something so liberating about that. I'm not checking the pace on my watch. I, I just wanted to get round and I had a huge smile on my face the whole way around. Well, apart from when I got to the bits of the course that were very gravelly and painful and I had to walk, <laughs> but just, just when you run just for the enjoyment. And actually I've done that with half marathons as well, where I just say, I, I'm not aiming for a PB. I just want to go out and enjoy it. And quite often yeah. I run as fast, sometimes even faster than, than when I am checking the pace which is uh, I'm, I'm always very imp- no I was going to say I'm always very very amazed by people who run barefoot not I mean normally the event is obviously you understand oh they're doing the marathon in barefoot but the training and you're just running around your local area no shoes and socks on I always wonder that people kind of go oh poor old yeah son. you get some looks and you get it's some awesome. some people calling <laughs> yeah. out as well yeah <laughs> you get some yeah, yeah concerned people as well <laughs> I think that's okay. great I think it's great no, I it's, 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 <laughs> oh, I, I would recommend it to anyone. It's, it's, it's a, a lot of fun. Obviously you have to be a bit careful and, and build up, you know, I've built up the yeah. miles, but, um, it, it's, it's freeing and it's kind of life affirming I found, but anyway, that's getting oh, a bit yeah, lofty yeah. And, and going off on a tangent. Um, there are a couple of things I wanted to, to go back to me. One, you, you mentioned about some of the, the, the people in the running group talk about the mental health benefits. And I think if we can come back to that, uh, you know, from your perspective and in your role, it'd be great. So let's come back to that. Um, but another thing, I think a really important point that you, you've mentioned, or, you know, a source of inspiration is the fact that you, your running journey started with a couch to 5k, and then you went all the way up to the, the other extreme, which was ultra marathons. And so I just think that is, I think that's in, inspiring. And I think that can give people a lot of motivation because, it, I mean, w- would you, back then when you first started out, could you ever have imagined yourself running that far? Were you just thinking, oh, I just want oh, to get not, to the No, not, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I think, I, I think <laughs> for me, it's the, it was the power in people. Um, you know, you just speak to people who have been very much in the same position, you know, have gone through that journey of, you know, because everybody gets into running. And I, and I think yeah. sometimes everybody has their own stories and it's always very nice to hear. It's either, you know, like I say, for physical health, mental health, or the fact is that they had to change to a different sport or, or, or an activity or, mm. you know, like most people now, um, you know, lots of people out of lockdown have found things which have, you know, we've all yeah. kind of considered their own physical health a little bit more and the simplicity of going outside your house and just going for a little run it works out that actually it's you know it's obviously a lot cheaper than a gym and you know during the times of lockdown it's probably the last places anybody wants to be apart from just being outside so yeah I think for me it is about the collective of of people and it, it is really surprising when you go out and run with people that that connection of mental health and it being actually a lifeline or just a way of escape or a way of connection, connecting with ourselves or a way of reflecting and kind of, or just filtering everything through at the end of the day or end of the week. It's so common. It, it, it's remarkably common. And 
And the more time you spend with people, you have really developed good friendships. And actually, yeah. you know, I have one friend that we've we've run, you know, run together for many many years that I met um, through the running club. And, and you know, he he's in his sixties, and he's such an inspiration to me. He's you know, when I talk about ultramarathons, he does ultramarathons and more. You know, he's done marathon after marathon after marathon. He's he's such an inspiration, and and he is probably one of my closest friends. And we met through running. And when we go out, right. we, we talk very openly about, I mean, I'm old enough. He'd hate to say this, but I, I am old enough to be his son. Um, that he had very, very young. Um, but nevertheless, <laughs> um, you know, we have such an open relationship about mental health. And, and it's that thing of where, you know, there's always, there's a stigma around mental health. Sometimes talking around mental health. And um, there's a huge stigma about men talking with other men about their mental yep. health. Yeah. Um, which, you know, slowly we're moving to a, a different place, but it's still not probably where it needs to be in the openness around that. Um, I, I, and I just think it becomes a very kind of safe space to do that where you are just, you're, you're, you're talking about one thing, but you're concentrating on something else. It's very much like, well, I'm, I'm not, we're not sitting and having a conversation about it. It's just a byproduct of this, act, you know, pursuit that we're undertaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, well, that's powerful and a powerful reminder about around talking about mental health and in particular um, men's mental health. You, you're absolutely right. And if we keep breaking down these 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 barriers um, and just uh, and we've got to embody that, haven't we, uh, as men, I think, being not afraid to to step up and be very open, because I think that gives permission to for our friends and our family to be very open about it as well. And you're absolutely yeah. right. The the community aspect of running, of exercise in general, and the community aspect of almost any lifestyle pursuit, I suppose, or, or lifestyle changes that you might want to make are the most powerful, aren't they? If you want to eat more healthily, then surround yourself with people that eat healthy. And if you want to yeah. learn the guitar, then yeah. surround yourself with people that can already play the guitar or are learning to play the guitar. You know, so many examples where it, it's about the relationships. And I think another thing we can take from this conversation already is that um, you you perhaps weren't confident enough to join a running club when you first started. And that's okay, isn't it? Um, do some training on your own, follow a guided program like Couch to 5K, but there are many others, aren't there? There's the Nike training app and there's other things. Yeah. And get a bit of confidence under your belt um, and, and then get out and join a running club because it can just be, it, it can be life-changing, I think. Yeah, and, and I spent, I must, and my, where I used to live, you know, the running club used to meet on the local park. And I must admit, I kind of, for the first four evenings, I went down, ran around the park, kind of checking it out, being really, and, and just kind of dodging it and going, ah, oh, I'll come back next week. Because I had this opinion that everybody would be elite, elite runners and I, they'd all run off and I'd be there at the back, you know. Um, but it's not like that. And it's actually was, you know, I, I actually felt that I held my own and it was nice to run with people who are you know, a lot stronger runners, you know, quicker runners, and you develop them. You know, it's like you say, you surround yourself with faster runners, you get a bit faster. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, you're going out with the, the quick the quick group on a Friday night. And you, group yeah, a, yeah. The, that's the quick group. <laughs> Don't want to go with a quick group. Uh, you'll find yourself. Um, but yeah, for me, it, it was a it was a great journey. Oh, brilliant! Brilliant. That's uh, like I said. That's it's inspiring to hear for sure. So, um, what about a typical week now? Then, what does that like look like for you running? I know it's a bit different at the moment. You've got having some trouble with, with your with your knee. Yeah. But normally, what would it look like? How often would you get normally, out? Normally, and, and when do you, yes. So normally I'm starting on Monday. Uh, I'm going to just keep saying that to myself. Normally it's, um, I'm, I'm very lucky. I have a, a, a neighbor that lives opposite and we, we meet at half past five every morning. Uh, well, three or four times a week before we start work. And he's, uh, he's, he's not in education, but we meet at half five. We come out of our house at the same time. I'm always hoping that he never turns up so I can turn back around and go to bed. <laughs> but we, we um we meet at half past five and we'll probably do uh, sometimes seven eight miles in the morning and then maybe we'll do it or maybe a ten mile so we'll probably do you know before 
you know, I'm, and I'm also running with a, a, a man of a similar age with the same kind of frailties around joints and knees and bits and pieces. So we've all, we have periodically have a week off. Uh, so yeah, we already, you know, either one of us is injured or one of us is going to be. And then, yeah, we, we normally run, I don't know, about 30 miles a week and then we'll try and pull in a, a long, long run, 13, 14 miles on a Sunday. So I think yeah. when I'm running at my best and, and when the weather gets better, um, because there's always a bit of a, a slope towards the, you know, when the weather's really grotty, but you know, anywhere between 40 and 50 miles a week. And it, and majority of that at the moment is in the mornings because it's, there's something about running in the morning to set the tone and pace of the day. I used to, you know, used to run at night, but then I found that actually it was probably more beneficial to start the day in a very, very positive way. Get out, get up, mm-hmm. get going and not have to worry that you've got to fit something else in. So for me, as a leader, there was something more about prioritizing the start of my day than it was about the end of my day. And, and trying to think a little bit about what I'm going to do, what I want to achieve. Yeah, I think for me, because I, I felt that when I was running in the evening, I was spending more time kind of rethinking how I would do things. And actually probably what I needed to do is go out earlier in the morning and run and r- think about what I was going to do rather than trying to unpick it. And, you know, I think it's time just yeah. to, it's, it depends how you look at things, you know, and I feel like actually starting a day, um, knowing that you've been in a really good place for an hour or so and you've, you're up and you're out and you've seen, you know, the sunrise and all of that kind of, the romanticism of it is something, you know, quite powerful, really. No, definitely. And, of course, it's very individual, isn't it, when people enjoy exercise, yeah. whether that's in the morning or or after school, in, in our case, or the evenings. Um, but I enjoy working out in the morning as well. Um I used to, I think, just get up and, and get out and just go for it straight away. I found that I like to slow down my mornings a bit more now and will wake up and try and, and that does mean waking up a bit earlier because I like to have a half an hour of just taking it easy, making some food yeah. and having a drink and maybe reading a book and then getting out to it. But like you said, exercising in the morning and exercising before school can really set a, a positive tone for the, to the day can't it and you get that yeah, you get yeah. the buzz and you just get that feeling um i think it's really good it's only recently that i've started working out before work as well and so i've got a similar kind of get up time of 5 30 and i'll try and get into the gym by 6 30 um and do a quick 45 minutes or an hour um and it can be tough can't it waking up at that time but it you just if you just you know that you're going to feel so good after an hour um but then the point that you made about that you meet up with your neighbor well that's um having an accountability buddy is is very um effective accountability if um you've got yeah. someone that you know is turning up and, and going to be outside the door at that time then yeah and, it, and, and it's it's quite it's quite weird because we've been running now for probably two years i mean we we, we started running you know in lockdown uh, together you know I was obviously running before but we kind of joined me on a couple of runs and it, it and the strangest thing is I mean it's, it's probably not that exciting for anybody who's going to be listening to this but in the two years that we've run together it's never rained that is strange <laughs> we've, we've never run in the rain in, in England <laughs> in England yeah it's bizarre we always kind of go this is just weird and then the days when we don't run it rains so I, I don't know. I mean, it's probably the best running relationship I've ever had because you know he we obviously determined the weather, so that's <laughs> yeah. you know, quite powerful. That's amazing. So, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. bizarre, it, bizarre in England bizarre. as well. Yeah, I would have expected that if I if you told no, me like, you were running. Feel free to cut that bit out. But... <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> you, you might make some people a little jealous. You know, I've now I've been on yeah, many rainy runs. But at yeah. the same time, I think sometimes when you run and it rains, I mean, you, you won't know this amazing experience, but sometimes when I've run and it rains, um, it, you, it, for some reason, it just brings a huge smile to my face. I, I think it's, it, yeah. there's something about it. It's very um, primitive. There's something maybe, quite cinematic about it. Yes, running in the dark yeah. in the rain uh, yeah. with the right soundtrack, you can actually lose yourself into a world of cinema, I think. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty epic, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I am my um, own born identity, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
Oh, fantastic. Well, so many um, little uh, reminders or, or pieces of inspiration there. I, I love it. Um, so perhaps now we could return to that um, that point that we were going to talk about, which is some of the benefits that you have experienced because we, we touched on mental health. Um, I think some of the, the physical um, effects of running people are very familiar with. We know that uh, if we exercise, it's a, a great way to maintain a healthy body weight, of course. Um, but more and more of us are now realizing whether we've experienced it for ourselves or we see it on social media or the news that physical activity is extremely powerful when it comes to our mental health, isn't it? Perhaps you could just speak to some of the the, the ongoing benefits that you experience from, from running. I think for me, um, it, it's that just that sense of clarity. There is that point mm. in which you are just thinking about, well, you, you, you obviously trying to, you obviously think about other things while you're out there, but a lot of it is about your own. It's a personal reflection. You, you think about the things that you've interacted, people you've interacted with or the things that you're going to do. And it is, it is slightly rich. It, I, I think it's because it's ritualistic in some respects. Mm. It becomes a very simple ritual of running and it's a very primitive. It's very, you know, it's very spiritual. It's very reflective. It's very, it feels like a meditation when you actually just kind of forget about times and you forget about what you're doing or, or distance. And it is very powerful because I, I just think it allows space and it allows space to focus you on one thing. And that's one foot in front of the other. And that's the, that's all you're doing. One thing in front of the other and trying to concentrate on your breathing again, which is something which is important to it. So it's a real kind of internal reflection as well, because you're really reflecting about how your body's feeling. You're becoming more in tune with your breathing. You know if you're going too fast or too slow. So you're finding your own rhythm and your own kind of awareness of your own kind of biomechanics, as it were. Yeah. So I think that's a, a really kind of centered place to be. And it is, you know, you do, I, I do achieve, you know, sometimes, I know it sounds really kind of probably slightly ridiculous but you do get to a point where when you get into running longer distances and you know for your own you know personally you know, longer distance can be a mile longer distance to be two miles but sometimes when you're running on your own or running with friends or you're just having that silent moment that point in which you're running a particular dis distance becomes kind of a, i know this sounds ridiculous but it's like a zen it's a bit of zen it's like this zen place where all you're hearing yeah. is it's just that kind of rhythm and it's the rhythm yeah. and it's the regularity of that rhythm that, you know, the asynchronicity to, you know, the synchronicity to you and your heartbeat. It, powerful. So for me, yeah. I, 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 for me, it's a moment of reflection. It's a moment of thought. It's, you know, it's a moment of, it's all of those things that people probably get with prayer. It's, 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 mm. it's a bit like that, isn't it? You know, and I think for me, um, it's, it's been hugely important. And it continues to be hugely important. And I, I feel I'm a better person in various different, in, in my various roles that you, you undertake in your life for it. And, I, and I'm, I suppose I'm, I'm scared sometimes. And I think I am scared when it, I can't run anymore. Hmm. Because it is that thing of it's a huge, 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 huge part. And I notice the change in me when I haven't been running for a while. You know, yeah, it's yeah, it's quite yeah, quite powerful. Yeah, no, it's. I think lots of listeners will um, understand that feeling of when you have to stop exercising for whatever reason. If you're someone that you normally exercises regularly and then you can't for whatever reason, that you can quickly start to feel yourself frustrated. And it's not just yeah. it's not just physically, but I think it's mentally as well. And yeah. and that is something that. I think we can find ways around, you know, you can always adapt training, can't you? If you need to be off your feet, if you need to not be load bearing and, and, and things like that. But it's, it's definitely a very real thing. I get yeah. that as well. If I haven't got out there and if I haven't burned off that energy, then it's just something about it. Yeah. But I think what you're saying about it, it being a, a spiritual thing and being a way to connect with yourself, um, I think that's bang on, and that is very much my experience of it as well. Um, I wonder whether it's a, uh, it might be 
interesting to raise that some people might be listening and kind of, I don't know, raising their eyebrows or a bit unsure because I'm, I'm quite certain. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's fine. And that's fine. But I think maybe that's because running has just been sold as this thing that you've got to get through. You've got to push through it, you know, no pain, no gain. And you just do it for those results. And actually that's not a way to have a long-term physical activity kind of practice is it if you're not enjoying it if you're not in the moment and you're not looking forward to it then it's not going to be a long-term thing that you incorporate into your lifestyle yeah and i also think as well that i think people think that you know when you run and you become a, a you know a runner and you become a regular runner or something that you have you know more time to do or make time to do i think people think that you mm. can't have bad days and you know there's times mm. where i've gone out for a run and got to the bottom of the road and just gone this isn't happening today i'm going back it's like you get there and just go i'm not in the mood for this and that's okay as well and i think you know like yeah. anything you know there's a very stereotypical image of a runner and you know but i think again the joy of what we're going to running club is that you meet people from so many different walks of life so many different body shapes so many different kind of you know experiences paces speeds abilities you know i'd actually realize that actually the simple art of running is for is is for everybody and it's not reserved to someone who can't you know who runs and that kind of the image that we all kind of probably look to and think well that's what i'm going to either become or that's what i need to be whereas actually it is when you get involved in community running and running clubs, you realise that it's just as accessible to everybody. And there'll yeah, be someone yeah. there who you'll be able to run with, who's yeah. just probably plucked up the courage a little bit before you to go down and start. That's all. Exactly. They're just the beginner as well. Yeah. And how important is that? Just to strip away all that kind of excess around we could be talking physical activity, we could be talking healthy eating, we could be talking about meditation, just lose all of those extra bits at the beginning, yeah. at least. Of course, you can add those things if you want to really push yourself and you wanted to get it um, you know, more sophisticated or complex, absolutely fine. But if you're just starting out, don't worry about the, the special gear and the timers and all that, just enjoy it. And I think... For example, people that go out and, and listen to music or, or something like that because they just want to get through it. And fair enough, if you want to listen to music and you enjoy it and that works for you running, then great, fantastic. But if it's something that is is distracting you, because I really like what you said about being in tune with your body and focusing on your breath and thinking about each step and just being in the moment. That for me, yeah, that's where I think the power in physical activity lies, in running, in walking, in whatever sport it is, is being in the moment and it not being this thing that you need to be doing something else, distract yourself and just get through. You know, the amount of people I see in the gym, and I'm not judging them, it's just interesting to see the amount of people in the gym that are exercising with a TV screen in front of them. And it's very, you know, they can be on the reclined bike, just kind of going through the motions, watching something, or perhaps they're, you know, in the gym and distracted by their phone or something. And I'm like, maybe they could be getting more out of this workout. Like you said, getting to know themselves better and also getting better results as well. Because if you're there in the moment and fully immersed, you're probably going to be pushing yourself a bit more and yeah j- just getting more of those gains if you want to use some kind of gym gym language <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry yeah I went, I went off on one there didn't i but <laughs> just uh, <laughs> no, i think it's really interesting i think it's really interesting it's nice to uh bounce off someone that um kind of i think has a similar viewpoint to to, to running and physical activity as me oh, okay great well I, We've covered a lot. We've talked about how you got into um, running, what a typical week looks like and some of those benefits that you've experienced and perhaps others might as well. So if we started to round off the conversation, it would be lovely to hear from you some tips. Um, You know, if someone's listening to this and they work in school and they're interested in getting out there and running more, or perhaps they just need a bit of motivation to keep going because they've started, but they're starting to, I don't know, get a bit frustrated, or maybe someone that works in a school and is very busy and is struggling to find the time, what tips would you offer them so that they can carry on or start their running journey? I think for me, it's 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 about trying to find that time for yourself. And I know it's very, very hard. And as leaders, you know, I, I, 
you know, as a leader, I always try to talk to my staff about making sure that they prioritize. And I'm partly responsible to allowing them the time to, you know, prioritize themselves. But I think if you can just find, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, an hour's run. It doesn't have to, it can just start with just five minutes here and there. And I think it's five or 10 minutes here and there, and it, and it, it will just naturally build. I think secondly, it's about not judging your your journey of running with anybody else's and not thinking that you're going to meet the same kind of deadlines or you know, gains as it were as everybody else, because, you know, we're all very different and, and, and some of us are, are built to be very, very fast runners. Um, and some of us are built not to be, and, and some of us will all achieve, you know, different points in the journey. But, you know, if you're, if you're going to run a 10 K it's, it's the same 6.2 miles, there's everybody just regardless of how quick you got there or how how long it's taken you it's still 10k um and i also think as well finally i think for me is nothing is unachievable and i think there is a, a generalized you know idea that marathons and anything that's over a particular a distance is within a different realm and it's not and i think for me one of the things that you see you know again you know the london marathon is always one of these highlights where you see runners of a very varying ability mm-hmm. taking part in that challenge. And, you know, it's not without, not without anybody's grasp. And there'll always be, I'm sure, and, you know, I found that in my school, there'll always be someone else who runs. There, there is, you know, you'll find them. Oh, well, I run, yeah, I've joined. And, and it's that friendship. And, you know, I, I, I occasionally, well, I, probably a little bit more now, but, you know, my assistant principal, you know, we, we would go for a run. You know, before he was an assistant principal, he was, I think he was, in, he was a reception teacher. And I was the head and we said, right, let's go for a run. You know, it was great because it was kind of like, oh, you're going to run the teacher. Or you, yeah, because it's just that thing that people do, you know. Yeah. So it wasn't, it, it breaks down barriers. And I think, you know, and if you are someone who's interested in running, just, just raise it at a staff meeting because you might find that other people do. And, you know, going for a little run around school at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, after the children have gone home, <laughs> uh, because I know this, well, I, I, we went, I remember running once at the end of the day and then running back through the streets to pick my car up when I came back and all of the children had kind of gone, oh, there's Mr. Edwards. Oh, there he is. Give him a round of applause. And actually just looking terrible because it was a really ruddy, you know, met, wet, muddy cross country and being just absolutely looking awful. Um, but again, you know, it, it's, it's down to school leaders as well to make sure that they're promoting physical health as well and, and making sure That's that exactly you know, we, try, about to say. we try our best where we can to to kind of encourage that in our staff as well. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And what a great role model to present to children, I think, even though if you're maybe not looking your best when you run past, but I think it's really important. <laughs> yeah. Right, excellent. Yes, yeah, so such um, important tips um, to offer. That's great. Thank you. Um, and I think from my, if I was kind of to, to contribute to that as well, I think there are a couple of little things that people can try if they're struggling for motivation. Um, you know, taking that decision away the, the night before, you know, for example, if you put out your running things the night before, because you say you want to go for a run tomorrow morning. I know that's a very basic one and perhaps people have heard it before, but some people might not have heard that before and they, they might try it tonight and and see, oh, the, the next morning, oh, my running stuff has already been out there. It is already put out there. I know that works for me. At 5.30 when actually I could just hold off the alarm for another hour when i see my stuff is out there at, at the end of my bed i think okay yeah come on let, let's go the, the stuff is already out there breakfast is already made the night before as well so there's just there's just one thing to do and that's get up and get at it <laughs> so that's my one little uh, think, extra tip no and i think i think finally on that one thing i forgot to mention is the fact is that walking whilst running is not a bad thing either don't you know it's that thing of just going you know do a little bit run walk a bit run a bit walk a bit you know and the couch to 5k thing is 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 a great way in yeah yeah absolutely so many people have have used that i've seen that a lot of um from a lot of teachers and tas and, and other educators that they've been signing up to couch to 5k which i think is really really good to to get people mm. moving it's a really good way to have that guided um uh yeah guided training plan oh fantastic uh well i've I've really enjoyed chatting to you dan it's been 
Um, it's been fantastic to hear about your running journey and for you to share your, your ideas around running as someone who works in a school as well. So and I think if just... I'm unable to run again on Monday, this will be a lasting memento of the time that I was a runner. Uh, <laughs> okay. so, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed. So there was a work in two ways. One, it was a period in time where I reflected on a little bit of an injury, or it could be the last conversation I had about <laughs> It'll go down in history. Okay. Fingers I'm crossed. I'm glad we yeah. captured it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be checking in on you on Monday and making sure. Well, not making yeah, sure, yeah, but I'll, definitely. you know. See if you're all right and if you made it. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Well, um, to wrap up, I always like to ask my guests a couple of questions on the podcast. And one of those is um, I like to ask my guests what tips they could offer the audience in a more kind of broad sense of the word. You know, I call these the um, three top tips to thrive or three to thrive, whatever you want to, to call them. But um, so if you've got any general tips just around being a, a leader in a school just life in general that you'd like to offer then fantastic if we've already covered them then that's no problem as well but if there's anything that you wanted to put out there to the world then now's your chance <laughs> uh, yeah well i think it kind of all ties in really i think it's about the openness and unless for a leader one of the things i've found to be is, is to be open and to, to be to be to not be anything other than what I am, I think is really important. And I think we all spend a lot of time probably trying to be something, a better version than ourselves or, a, you know, a more completed version of the role that we kind of undertake or the duties that we, you know, we do. And, and teaching in, in general is a, you know, as I said at the beginning, you know, spiritually uplifting in, in the same breath that it is kind of, you know, spirit crushing the next day. But for me, it's, it's just that sense of, just be who you need to be and be authentic and be open and be honest and talk. Um, because I think if you can achieve that, you then really start thinking about the things that you need to improve on in yourself and your own mental health and your own well-being. Um, you can't do that if you're trying to be a caricature or a character of someone else, really. Um, so, yeah, that's where I would just put my little slot of information wisdom or inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah wisdom call it call it what you will yeah yeah no i love it thank you for sharing that that's yeah that's great and then another question i like to ask is so what's that one lesson that you wish you had been taught when you were a child crikey um i think one of the, the lessons that i wish i would taught as a child would be that football's not for you. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I spent, probably spent a lot of time trying to want to be a professional footballer for many years uh, and realising that. But no, I think in all seriousness, I think for me it was about understanding um, I think it's hard to say, but I think for me it's about understanding that there's difference in the world and actually there's a world outside and you know, I lived in the, you know in 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 Leicester City as a as a child, and I think knowing that there was a world outside, a, a compacted city and a very urbanised area was something that mm. probably we didn't do a great deal of in in education mm. in the sort of early eighties. Um, yeah. And actually, I think the things that we do now in school around the RSHE curriculum and, and PSHE and really looking at the diversity of our world and our immediate street, you know, close cul-de-sac town village city i think for me is something that you know probably has been lost on lots of generations before and maybe we're just catching up with that a bit now yeah. as we lead children into that greater understanding of, of what the world is all about so yeah, yeah. Always, i think i yeah perhaps a little bit of a broader horizon and a broader and, and the argument really for a broad and balanced curriculum i think which is what something that i don't think i was at you know in receipt of you know, when I went to primary school. So yeah, I think, you know, it's important. Yeah. Don't just look for English and maths. I think that's the thing. I think we're all four files of that kind of, you know, the statistics of the key subjects. But I think for me, it's about making sure that we offer that broad and balanced view of everything. 
Yeah, for sure. Exposing children to as many different experiences as possible so that they can find their find their passion, find what they're good at, but find what can help people in the world and get out there and, and be a global citizen that is useful yeah. <laughs> and is helping people yes. and is sharing all that. And crikey, we need more of them. <laughs> exactly exactly no yeah what what a a lovely point to end on um great so finally can you just people that are listening if they would like to connect with you on social media or in any other kind of avenues um where can people find you dan well twitter is is normally the main place uh dan edwards underscore seven seven uh and there's also saturday ed chat we i'm involved in saturday ed chat on a saturday uh, at Saturday Ed Chat, and that's every Saturday morning, ten to half past ten. Feel free to join myself, Claire Sutton, and Sinead Moxham as we just talk about things about education, really, and in a very loose kind of structure. Um, but yeah, that's that's really it. Really, Twitter is the main place, and um, yeah, all roads lead from there. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much again for your for your time. And yeah, I look forward to chatting with you again soon and checking in on you on Monday as well to see how that knee is. Keep your fingers crossed. (laughs) I will do. Yeah. Cheers, Sam. So I hope you're leaving this conversation feeling inspired either to continue with your running journey or perhaps to take up running for the first time and give it a go. I really, really enjoyed chatting to Dan about his journey with running, um, very impressive some of his uh, his distances that he's covered. Yeah, I think I might be maybe giving one of those ultra marathons a go in the future. Let's see. But yeah, it, it was great to hear some of his tips and, and approaches and some of the benefits that he's experienced. And I think it's really useful again to highlight that important piece around community and relationships. That whatever your goal and whether there is physical activity or perhaps it's healthy eating or perhaps it's learning a new skill whatever it is the power of community can't be overstated if you've got that group or just perhaps that one other friend or colleague that's working towards the same goal as you it can be so so um, motivational and having that source of support can just get you through and get you moving and get you reaching those goals that you'd like to hit if you did enjoy the conversation please do share with friends family and colleagues and you could also support the podcast even further by hitting that like button on the episode and also rating the show on wherever you're listening to this podcast spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher wherever it is if you follow the show if you rate it that would mean the world to me okay look forward to bringing you another episode of the teach strong talks podcast soon